it's that time again when we are planning for the year ahead we are reflecting on what has happened we are looking at what we can do to make sure that the next year or the next six months is the best that it can be and that we don't end up feeling exhausted that we don't end up feeling drained and overwhelmed and we want to put in measures that are ultimately going to make our life easier so with that said although planning is probably the top of most people's list if not everyone I want to actually go through my six tips that are going to help you clean up your asana or your project management tool but I'm basing this on asana because it's the project management tool that I use most of my clients use and I love so if you aren't an asana user this is still relevant but you just may need to tweak some bits so I really, really think that before planning, you need to clean up and maintain your main business hub. And for me and for most people, it will be their Asana because it's set up as my central place for my business. So it's where everything in my business stays. So in order to, to plan effectively, and without overwhelming myself and without losing focus, I want to make sure that my asana is in the best place it possibly can be. So these are the six steps that you need to take in order to clean up your asana. Make sure that it's your happy place to be because that's what you want this to be. For me, I spend most of my day in asana because that's what tells me what I need to do. It's what tells me where things are at. It tells me everything so making sure that the place that you spend most of your time is a good place to be is is really important so number one is making sure that you've gone through the foundations of your asana so how have you set it up for most people i often find that they jump into Asana and they don't have any system or any structure in place before they do that, which then ultimately leads to a bit of a mess and a bit of a pickle. And it's nothing to be ashamed of because so many people do it. They see this new tool and they think, oh, that's amazing. And they jump into it, but they're not really sure about the functionality of it. And they end up just popping all their tasks in it and ultimately what they then end up with is just a online list tool, basically. But Asana is so much more than that. So I really, really want you to make sure that you have set up your Asana to the best thing it can be for you. So making sure that it's really going to work for you and your business and make life a lot easier because you don't just want to have something that's just a list 
ticker. You want to have something that's really got the structure there to be able to make your life easier. And Asana can do that, but you need to make sure that you have the foundation set up. So for an example, within Asana, I would generally have teams for each of my departments and within those departments i would then have my systems and my projects and my brainstorming sessions which i'll touch upon a bit later but within each department we'll have the different areas that you're going to focus on and this means that if you're if you're focusing on sales and you've blocked out your sales time you should only be focusing in on your sales team, forgetting the marketing team, forgetting the operations, make sure that you're focusing on the sales. And it means that you aren't getting distracted by the other things that are on your list. And number two is your rogue tasks. This is probably the most common thing within Asana is that you end up with rogue tasks. And by rogue tasks, I mean tasks that haven't got a due date or tasks that haven't been assigned to someone or both. So when I'm saying tasks, I'm meaning just the actionable things that you've put in Asana. This doesn't include your ideas and your brainstorming section. So this is just your actionable tasks. So if you think about something, you think, oh, I need to do that. Make sure that you put it in Asana, but you assign it and you put a due date. The most common area that this typically falls down on is when you have a team. So if you're using Asana for your team and you just put a task in there, you don't assign it to anyone, you don't put a due date, the team just kind of look at it and think, oh, well, you're working on something because they're not told otherwise. But if you assign it and give a due date, that team member can pick it up. They know that you want them to do something with that task. So either they can complete the task for you or they can ask you what you need them to do. So typically, let's say, for an example, you hired a VA and you just popped a task into the project. The VA is going to look and be like, oh, OK, fine. You're working on something, not do anything with it. But actually, you could be pulling it in the project for the VA to be doing something with it, which then leads to frustration because you get frustrated that nothing's been done with it. But then equally, what could then happen if you still don't assign and still don't put due dates is that next time round, because you were very frustrated the first time when you put something in the project, the VA could pick it up. And then you could be doing something with it as well, which means that you're duplicating the work and you're then paying for someone's time when you don't really need to be. And this really, really comes down to not assigning and not showing the responsibilities of a particular task. So making sure that you are assigning it to people and even if it's to yourself, make sure that you are assigning it to the person that's responsible to be taking the action there and then to avoid the frustration and missing deadlines and, and the miscommunication, really. And now we're moving on to number three, which is archiving. So archiving is really, really important. It could be 
that you may have a project that's done, dusted, don't need it anymore, then you should make sure that you're archiving it. But this also goes into your projects as well. So even if you have an ongoing project, what I tend to say is I love to have an archiving section. And as an example, my for my strategies, when I'm revisiting my strategies and maybe I've seen that a particular strategy isn't bringing a return back, I can either think, well, actually, I'm going to pause that for the moment because it's not bringing me any return. It's not worth my time and energy. I'm going to pull it in my archive section. And by doing that, that strategy is still in view and you're still able to revisit it. It's not forgotten about because it's still visible, but it means that you're not going to be concentrating on that particular strategy at that moment in time. So as an example, if we were saying email marketing, so maybe your email marketing strategy hasn't worked and you don't really want to revisit it at the moment. You want to focus on the things that it, the things that are working. Then what you can do is move the email marketing into your archive section. And then in a few months time, you can then revisit if you wanted to then start with the email marketing strategy again. You can revisit what you've done and then you can tweak it to make sure that you're not just replaying the same strategy that didn't work for you. Because without that archive section, if you just go in and delete the strategy, which a lot of people suggest you do, it means that you're deleting the whole thing and then you may think, oh, I need to try email marketing again. And then you're just going to recreate the same strategy that you've already tried. It just seems crazy to delete the stuff that you've already done. So making sure that you keep that in view means that A, you're not going to have to do the entire strategy again and realize that it didn't work for you and it's going to be costly, it's going to take up time. But it also means that you can easily tweak it and you're not reinventing the wheel. So there's particular parts in the system that you will want to keep, but the parts that you want to tweak will be easier to tweak from the existing system that you have there. And now we're going to move on to, I've mentioned this a couple of times, number four with the brainstorming section. So within each department and within each project, depending on how you set out your asana, I really suggest that you have a brainstorming section. So making sure that you have a bank under each department that gives you somewhere to just jot down your ideas. And these are going to be things that you're not going to assign and you're not going to put a due date for, unless of course you have a particular date that you want it to be looked at. For an example, if you have your CEO day coming up and it's a tactic that you really want to take into account on your next CEO date, make sure that you assign it and give yourself a due date so you can include it in your CEO day. But ultimately, most of the time, you're going to just use this as a bit of a note section. And what I tend to do is put all my ideas, all my notes, if I found any inspiration online, and I think that would be really, really great for me to look at how to bring it into my business, 
I put that note in my Asana and when I do my 90 day planning, I know that I can just go into that brainstorming section and I can pick out all the ideas I've had. Because I don't know about you, but when you come into your 90 day planning throughout the last 90 days, you could have had some really great ideas. And unless they're stored in one central place and not just jotted down on loads of post-it notes, it's going to be an idea that you're going to forget about, or it's going to be very vague and you can't really remember where you saw this inspiration and you kind of don't do anything with it. But that idea could be a real huge successful thing that your that your business brings in so by not putting these ideas down into a section that you can easily see and easily find means that you're actually you could be losing money because someone else may have that same idea and they're going to bring it to the table so i really 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 think that having a brainstorming section is really really beneficial and I say for have, having a brainstorming se section for each individual department because it means that if you're working on your sales strategy, for instance, and you want to have a look at your ideas that you've had to generate more sales, all you need to do is look into the brainstorming section under sales. And the same if you're looking at your marketing strategies, all you need to do is look at the marketing tactics that are within the marketing brainstorming section because otherwise if you have a huge bank of all these ideas you get a bit confused about what you were actually thinking on how to use that idea or how to implement it in your business so making sure it's easily set out just means that you're not going to procrastinate and you're not going to have to really think about what you what were you what you were trying to do with this idea and number five is removing duplicated stuff. So as an example, in my brainstorming section, I could have the same idea over and over again. And because it's noted in my sana, it goes out of my head until I'm going to revisit my ideas which then means sometimes it can come back into my head and I think that's, that's a really good idea and I can note it down again. But what I actually do with this is if I've had the same idea more than once <clears throat> and I see that in my asana, one, I know that it's going to be a really good idea to take forward, but two, often I'll, ha I'll write it maybe a little bit differently and I can then consolidate those two ideas into one and I can delete the duplicate version but quite often when I see that I've duplicated a particular idea I just know that that's something that I feel really strongly about and I feel very aligned to so using that to your benefit is really really beneficial but when you're duplicating certain things it could be that you've duplicated a task or it could be that you've got your task and you've got another task it kind of does the same thing pull it as a subtask don't pull it as an individual task because you want to keep your task list as minimalist as you can because if you end up with all these little 
bit bitty tasks it means that you become a bit overwhelmed and you you don't want to go through the task list and then you end up wasting time going into some tools coming out then going back back in again because you haven't got the full list of the task as a subtask under the main one so making sure that you're not duplicating efforts and making sure that you're keeping on top of that and it's not always different things that are coming through and getting duplicated and getting into a bit of a pickle because the more you have in there, the more overwhelming it can become. So this is especially important if you are using it like a business hub, like I do, because you don't want it to become this overwhelming mess that you don't want to spend any, any of your time. And lastly, number six is clear up your my tasks section. So what a lot of people do is they have their my task section, which is really, really helpful because this is all the things that are assigned to you and given a, if they're not given a due date, they'll be down the bottom. So you want to make sure that you have them given a due date, but they will all be in your my tasks section. So it's all kept in one place. You don't need to go into each project, see what you need to be doing. But ultimately that then means that it can become very overwhelming because that's where all your tasks are and you can end up looking through and thinking there's so much going on. So what you want to do is break up your my tasks with your subtasks and however you like to set it out, it could be that you set it out weekly, it could be that you set it out daily, whatever you choose, making sure that you utilize the subtasks in there means that you are not going to find it an overwhelming place to be and you're not going you're going to only focus on what you need to be doing today rather than focusing on all the stuff that you need to be doing which is what usually we end up focusing on all of it rather than the particular day when we haven't got any subtasks in there so that's it for me and my asana tips i hope you have found that really really helpful as always if you have got any particular questions around asana systemizing then do get in touch i'm happy to help you and i'm happy to give you my advice and guidance on on what you should maybe be focusing on to start with until next time bye <laughs>